Welcome, everybody, to a joint EM Over Easy EmeraCast episode. I am Andy Little, one of the hosts of EM Over Easy, joined by two talented gentlemen, Chris and Will, that I'm going to let introduce themselves. Hey, everyone. I'm Chris Riley. I am a medical education fellow at Maimonides Medical Center in Brooklyn, New York. My name is Will Smith. I'm in my intern year attending Hood, Northern California. As these other two gentlemen, I'm also an ER doc. Many of you may have seen today's guest on TV, dancing with the stars, yelling at zebras while they run up and down the basketball court, or perhaps you may recognize him from the time that he passed on investing on a bib made specifically for car sick babies that my buddy from high school invented. Today, we're going to be talking to the one and only Mark Cuban about how he is helping many Americans afford their prescription medications and how ED docs can take advantage of this for our patients. So we can sit here for a whole interview and talk about Shark Tank or the Mavs. Good luck tonight in the home opener. Mark, we wanted to talk specifically about the way you've disrupted prescription drugs. To give you a little bit of perspective, I've been practicing for almost two decades within emergency medicine, and that has been a big bear within the healthcare system. And you came along with your group and you started Cost Plus Drugs. So walk us through why you chose prescription drugs as the next big healthcare innovation to be a part of. Because it was the easiest, actually. You know, when you look at the industry and the healthcare industry in particular, both from a care perspective and from a prescription benefits perspective, it's so opaque. It's so convoluted. It's so vertically integrated. It's dominated by three major players. And those major players, when they see any competition, they just buy them. So it's very intractable. And so when you see that, to me, that's ripe opportunity. <laughs> you know, when an industry is doing it the way they've always done it, in this case, it's actually only been like 15 years or so, but that's a, that's a huge opportunity. And I think historically, over the last 10, 15 years, during the digital age, I should say, when you think about disrupting an industry, you always think technology. And I'm a technologist. I've been in the technology industry forever. I've written software, et cetera, et cetera, you know, change games, all that kind of stuff. When you look at it, the technology always tends to be incorporated into the incumbent systems. You know, it might be a different EHR. We're going to cut the cost of healthcare because our electronic health records are more efficient, faster. Now we're adding AI, so the transcription by doctors. And then all of a sudden, you see the insurance companies increase their denials and require more coding and require more documentation from the doctors so that the companies that you're paying your hard-earned money to to insure you are using that documentation to prevent them from paying for it, right? And so that's just such a mess, and it's opaque, and there's no transparency whatsoever on the care and the, the prescription benefit side. So we just said, okay, starting with the generic side of the of the business, if we created um, an online mail order pharmacy to start where we showed you our cost and we showed you our markup and we showed you what you're going to be paying for, that transparency is not only going to allow us to be much um, more efficient and sell for a, a lower markup, it's going to end up being a benchmark where the prices will be so much lower that people will come to us. And so that's exactly what's happened. So if you have patients that have high deductibles or don't have insurance, send them to costplusdrugs.com to look to see if we carry it. We've got 1,438 meds and that's growing every day. And there's a really good chance we'll be less expensive. 
So, Mark, you mentioned that you just threw out the number 1,438. Uh, I think while we were doing some research, we saw the number 800. What determines where the growth goes with these medications, what medications you carry, or if this is going to be a viable thing for you guys to add it to your list or not? Everything we're legally allowed to carry, we will carry. We don't care. As long as it's from a, a mainstream manufacturer, we don't go look for the cheapest price from China or India. We make sure every source is a good source and a quality source. As long if it's a drug we can legally carry, we're going to carry it. And we'll take that into specialty drugs. Like now we do specialty generics. We'll take it into therapeutics. We'll go as far as we can go. Now, when we, when you go online, you look at like the pricing. What made you come up with that model? Because I read it. It's the most simple way I've seen it done, having looked at some of your competitors, the biggest one in Florida being CVS. When I send patients there, it's variable on the day or the time of the day of how much that drug's going to cost. All the other discount cards, and we have something called the teamcubancard.com, which I did not name, which yeah. is our benefits card. It's not literally a discount card. So people who want to do a pickup can do that. And we're just getting started. It's only a couple months old, and we've got maybe 3,000 pharmacies and growing. But the other discount cards... They work with inside the system, right? They don't work outside the system. And so wherever the big retail chains want to drive business, they'll just lower the price some, and that's where the discount card will tell you to go. Okay. And it's a good thing that when they save patients money, but the problem is because the price change and the destination changes, you're moving your prescription around all the time and you're driving and it's just annoying and, and there's other issues and there's out of stock issues and so, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, not everybody wants to do mail order and that's why we did Team Cuban card. And so you'll be able to go to a local Kroger's as an example and have your doctor send your script there. Go to teamcubancard.com, print out the card, go there with the script is and you'll get the same pricing as you get on costplusdrugs.com. But to go back to your point, because we work Outside the system, we're able yeah. to set the terms ourselves. Yeah. All the other discount cards work inside the system, yeah. and they're at the mercy of the big three PBMs. Yeah. When I was looking through some of the stuff on your company, I came across your mission statement. I don't know if you remember it, but uh, I fell in love with this phrase. We started this company as an effort to disrupt the drug industry and to do our best to end ridiculous drug prices. Is that what keeps you guys going? Is you understand the cost of drugs and the goal is to make every American have cheap drugs as an access point? Yes, yes, and yes. We all know how insane it Look, you guys deal with patients every day, particularly yeah. in an emergency room setting, right? Because there's no planning when you're walking into an emergency room. And that's where people, you need this prescription. And then the next words out of your mouth probably are, what pharmacy do you use? Yep. And then they go to the pharmacy with terror in their heart mm -hmm. because they have no idea what it's going to cost. And that is wrong in every which way. And that's why we publish our, our prices. So now you can say to your patients, hey, before we pick a pharmacy for you, do you have a smartphone? And let's look at the price of this to see mm -hmm. if you can afford it, yeah. right? If you don't have insurance, and even if you do have insurance, if your deductible is more than $100, maybe Cost Plus is going to be cheaper. So let's check to see what the price is. And that reduces the stress of your patients, increases the adherence, and makes your life easier because they're going to be coming back to the emergency room in three days for whatever reason if they can't get their medications or can't afford them. And so by doing it the way we do it with, with transparency, we hopefully reduce the stress of every prescriber and we reduce the, the stress of every patient and also make it affordable. Yeah. Mark, you, you you explained a situation I literally had yesterday on shift, and it was a patient who had been to our ER, 
three times in a 10-day period. Each time was due to medication noncompliance because they couldn't afford their prescription. And unfortunately, they had a disease where it was one prescription is what they could afford, and they were sent to three different pharmacies. And every time it was, well, I have to decide, do I pay my electric bill this month? It wasn't anything fancy. It's a generic antibiotic that's been on the market for 40 plus years. And we probably charged 10 bucks. I looked it up and it was going to be $11. And they were literally owed with joy that they could go to a local pharmacy and get it. And we set it up to where I gave her a pill there. I sent her home with a pill for today and she ordered it because it was going to be cheaper than it was for her to go to a local pharmacy, one that gives her all of her other medications. And so it's fixing that loophole. Yeah. Yep. And that's why we don't need to advertise or market because we're every doctor's best friend. Now, we're not every hospital's best friend because you know how the markup works with 340B and all that kind of stuff, but that's a process. We'll get there. So I think it's understandable that patients worry that because they're getting medications for cheaper, they could be potentially getting cheaper medications. Can you talk a little bit about Healthdyne and TruePill and the way that they play a, a role in ensuring that these prescriptions are quality at par and what you would get anywhere else? So in terms of sourcing, we make sure it's from a valid manufacturer and we check the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And we can't check every batch, obviously, but we do go and okay. we check and they're all FDA approved. And we don't just pick the cheapest one. There's somebody on the generic side is somebody that's been in business for years and years. There's no fly-by-nights. They're selling to all the, the major pharmacy chains. And now that we have enough volume, our prices go down right? The difference in pricing isn't because we do use cheaper medications. It's because we have less of a markup. And that's why we're transparent. If the big chains were transparent about their costs, their costs are probably a little bit lower than ours, but their markups are dramatically higher. And then I guess maybe on the next step from that is you're giving out quality medication. When somebody goes to a brick and mortar pharmacy, there's a pharmacist there that checks all their medications for drug and drug interactions. Is that also a benefit Do you have that set up within your pharmacy system to have that happen? Yeah, like I'm a customer, right? I use a generic Synthroid and I use generic Tamulosin and I've got a list, all my medications and all the supplements that I take. Not everybody's going to put everything in the comments section and everything that a pharmacist should get, just like they're not necessarily going to tell them in person. But we go through and look at all the medications that you're taking that you list for us and they look for all the issues. And so then the next question is, well, what about things that you're not filling when they may be at three different pharmacies for whatever reason? Well, as long as they list it, we're going to see it. So nationwide, a large part of our emergency department population is the homeless or undomiciled population. And they may not have a mailing address, that kind of stuff. Is there still a way that these patients can benefit Yeah, we work with clinics all the time. And so what happens is you'll put in the name, you'll put in the medications that they're already taking, you'll put in the script. And then instead of trying to figure out a home address, you'll just use the clinic or the hospital address. And typically you'll put in the credit card from the hospital or the clinic and that solves the problem. And we'll just ship right to the clinic and you administer it. So pivoting from that homeless population to another population that we see a lot in the emergency department are our elderly patients. And I think would would they certainly benefit from medications you provide at lower cost because many are on a fixed income. With that said, this is the same population that disingenuous online pharmacies target for that very reason. What is cost plus drugs done to convey the message that your medications can be trusted and the pharmacy is legitimate for our elderly population? Nothing. What what we've done is just execute, just like the conversation we're having, once you get happy customers, they tell each other. And so for an older population, 
they typically fall into traditional Medicare or they'll have Medicare Advantage. And so it really depends on what program they have. But if they have a deductible at all, the good news is we're probably going to be cheaper than their copay or deductible. The bad news is we're not going to count towards the deductible unless they take the paperwork and send it in. Is there an idea that down the road that becomes something that you guys work with as Medicare or Medicaid? What we're partnering with PBMs who okay. are doing those types of things other than the big three. So if it's a rebate-free PBM that's transparent with us and doesn't mind showing their cost and prices, or at least their prices up front, we'll work with them. If they do rebates of any sort at all, we're not going to work with them. So Mark, when we were putting together some questions, I imagine this is not the first business that you've built. What was the biggest surprise you've had in building this specific business? How easy it is. And when you say how easy it is, what does that mean? I mean, our, our business is so simple, yeah. right? I don't need any really fancy technology. You know, we use technology. Don't get me wrong. There's lots mm -hmm. of software and software has bugs and all that kind of stuff. But I was shocked at, by this is a business that doesn't need new technology. This is a business that just needs simplification mm -hmm. and that the challenges are more the misinformation and the opaqueness that the big three PBMs, the benefits consultants, and the insurance companies introduce, right? And so if you think about big companies, I'm starting literally to go out there and give CEOs of these big companies that self-insure a lot of shit because they're getting rebates from their PBM, right? And they don't realize that those rebates are paid for by their sickest employees. Mm -hmm. And the way that works is, if you're willing to take a higher deductible or any deductible at all, your healthy 22-year-old brand new out of college employee, they don't care, right? They don't need any medications. They're healthy, right? But the 20-year employee that's 53 and takes four medications, they're spending every penny up to their deductible and they're paying copays. And that copay goes maybe a little bit to the pharmacy if it's not a big three, but right to the PBM who in turn takes their cut and then pay, use that to pay for your rebate. Or, and this is more prevalent in a lot of cases and more of their profits, they're taking specialty generics and they're jacking up the price like 10 times our prices and they keep a, a big chunk of that, the PBM does, and then they use that money to pay back the rebate, right? So for my companies, when I look to see what they were charging me for, you know, amoxicillin, whatever, it's insane, right? We spent like $160,000 over 18 months for generics that cost dollars or more. And this is right when Cost Plus started. And if we would have done it through Cost Plus, the price would have been $19,000, and I self-insure, and that's where they're ripping me off, and they're telling me they're taking care of me in the best pricing because it's they're saying, oh, you're getting whack minus 80%, right? Whack is whatever number you make it up to be, first of all, yeah. also acquisition cost. And, and two, they write their contracts so nobody can compare notes. There's no transparency. You're specifically not allowed to say what your rebate is, how it's figured out, whatever. And so all that equates to... For every company that is in a rebate environment, that rebate is being paid for by your sickest employees. And that's just wrong. And the CEO, when they see that in a, a public statement that gets picked up in the media, 
oh, guess what? Here's one of your employees that's paid, you know, $16,000 for their family out of pocket, all because you're able to get a rebate. They're going to change their behavior all of a sudden. And it's in their best interest because if they go outside the existing system, it's going to cost them less money and they'll get better care. So as you're disrupting this market, I imagine there might have to be a meeting where you and the big three you keep mentioning have to sit at a table. Do you know how they feel about you? Fuck them. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel about them, right? Yeah. Because they could put me out of business in a heartbeat if they had a heart. And the way they work is they're they're vertically and horizontally integrated. And so just a casual look shows they have like 250 either subsidiaries or affiliated companies. So now you're seeing all this legislation discussed about how rebates need to end. They're ending rebates in, in advance of this legislation and just moving the expenses into copay accumulators, you name it, right? There's just all kinds of games. You don't see any of them making announcements, oh my God, this legislation is going to cut our own earnings by 60%. You don't see any of that happening. So it tells you all you need to know. So speaking of legislation, last October, President Biden signed an executive order to lower prescription drug costs. Is this something that Cost Plus Drugs is going to be able to use? Or are you guys already kind of so far under that? We're going to embarrass them, right? Because you can I send my, our price list to CMS all the time. And there's just it is just really complicated, expensive and time consuming to try to be in the mix to provide those solutions. And I keep on saying, look, just buy from us or anybody else. You know, use us to lower your pricing. Even if you don't buy from us, just leverage us to comparison shop. And OK, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So it doesn't really impact us a whole lot. You know, again, this if you look at the entire system, people keep on trying to change what's already happening, right? Let's change a little bit here on rebates. Let's allow negotiations there. The problem is the idea of a PBM and even an insurer, a healthcare insurance company, what they used to do that was of value is all gone now. They have absolutely zero value any longer. You can get the transactional aspects of their businesses done by others a lot cheaper. And if you think about the mission of an insurance company, by definition, insurance is an aggregation of capital so that when one at some point, if one of the um, contributors is not able to afford something they need, the insurance company will pay for it. Well, that's exactly what doesn't happen. You guys see that every day with patients who pay insurance premiums, employers who pay insurance premiums, your own employers paying insurance premiums. You have to fight and claw to get that insurance company to pay for everything. You have to get pre-approvals and then you get denials and then you have to deal with the denials and the patients are freaked out because they think this is the only chance they have to get healthy and the company that their company or they paid insurance premiums to is saying, you know, F off. And so- what is the role of an insurance company, and particularly for self-insured companies, because if you're a Fortune 50 company, you don't need the capital. It's not the value of the capital. It's the value of managing transactions and doing the paperwork. And so with my companies, we're saying we're not going to work with a traditional insurer. We're certainly not going to work with a traditional PBM. We're going to work outside of that. For the healthcare, we're working on a direct contracting with um, a healthcare system, and I'd rather pay my insurance premiums to the healthcare system because that changes their business model. Because the healthcare system contracts with the PBMs on the pharmacy benefits and the insurance companies at rates that are dramatically higher than their cash prices, and they 
contract at rates that are dramatically higher because the hospital doesn't know where their next dollar is coming from. And so they're counting on the insurance companies to send them business. And in exchange for that, they're willing to work out a deal of exclusivity and they'll charge the insurance companies more instead of the insurance companies negotiating a price for less since they have market capabilities. Yeah. And so the when you go into a hospital website where now they have to show the 300 most popular procedures and show the cash price and the insurance price, the insurance price gets sometimes a factor of 10 over the cash price. So we're saying that's insane. Let's do direct contracting, send the premiums to the, the provider, stop using an, an employee benefits, a, pen, a pharmacy benefits consultant or an employee benefits consultant. You want to know how stupid I am, Mark Cuban, how stupid Mark Cuban is? I was paying an employee benefits consultant more than $30 per month per employee. Wow. I mean, I looked in a mirror and said, Mark, you are a dumb fuck. Because as a CEO, as an investor, as someone who's trying to run companies and be an entrepreneur, I always trusted them to think, okay, I'm getting a good price. I never really needed to look into it because I trusted them and it didn't cross my mind. Well, they tell me I'm not allowed to share that information. Never crossed my mind that that's a huge red flag. Now I get into this industry and start looking at all the details so that we can start. We want to eat our own dog food, have all my employees use cost plus, et cetera, and realize how stupid I was. And how complicated they make it and how difficult they make it to do business with anybody else. And it's just, it's insane. And so our mission isn't just on the pharmacy side, but to get it so that everybody can get access to those prices, we have to do more. And we have to educate CEOs to do more. So I actually was just about to ask you. You're, you, I, I can feel the passion right now from this topic, man. You you are you are all about this. And that was my next question was what was the inciting incident that made you really passionate about this? It seems like it has to do with some of your employees and how they were getting their healthcare benefits or. That's really the effect more than the cause. Okay. I mean, when you talk to anybody about healthcare, nobody says it's a good experience. You guys hate it. You hope you love your doctor and you guys have great relationships with your patients. But after that, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. You don't like it. I mean, do you look at the healthcare system that you're a part of and say, this is well run and this is the way it should be? Absolutely not. No, no. You know, yeah. anybody who does except, you know, maybe the heads of the PBM and the associations yeah. and the insurance companies, nobody does. And that was the motivation. If everybody says you can't fix it, you can't fix it, you can't fix it. Well, we're starting to fix one part of it. And if we can get this right and look, there's, there's every probability that one of the big three is going to come in and say, okay, you got us, Mark. We're going to do cost plus 1%. Good luck to you, right? And we'll lose a big chunk of our business. But fortunately, I can afford that for a while because I know those big companies can't stick with it because they, they're public companies. So there's risk to me, but what could be better than to really, if not fix it, make real progress? So I hear this underlying uh, tone of the, the prescription side of it is is the beginning. What's right. the next part of the healthcare sector that you and your team's going to go after? Well, enabling people to use our cost plus drugs, because when you look at the processes involved, if someone's got insurance, right, and you guys write a prescription, then 
what the um, insurer charges that company or how they pay for um, medications impacts what that company is going to pay in premiums or if it's self-insured, how much they pay out of pocket for um, the medications in the care. And so if we want more companies to be able to use cost plus drugs, we have to be able to teach them how to extract themselves from the existing system and work outside the system. Now, the good news is it's in the company's financial best interest and in the um, wellness best interest of the company and their employees. And so that's what we have in our favor. Um, what's working against us is the fact that CEO's got enough stuff going on, right? If you're a technology company, worrying about your, your pharmacy benefits and your healthcare benefits is not a core competency. And what we're trying to tell them, as you heard me say earlier, is that the reality is your sickest employees are subsidizing your rebates and your premiums and your deductibles, mm -hmm. and that's not right. And if you work outside the system, all those costs are going to go down dramatically, and you as a CEO of a major organization can have a dramatic impact on changing the healthcare system. So I guess with that question, I'm, I'm learning something here. So you're telling me as somebody who runs a big organization, you're going to encourage corporations to go to their healthcare provider and say, we want to get out of the pharmacy benefit side of this and save the cost and have them go over to cost plus drugs. Yep. And we do that. Wow. And the big insurance company that has their business right now, they won't let them do it. So when you're done with this pharmaceutical industries, can you fix the electronic health records too? That stuff's actually not bad, all things considered, right? It's just annoying. Yes, you can't share everything, but there's all kinds of privacy issues associated with that anyways, right? And those aren't going to go away. But the question becomes, can we change the financial model of healthcare systems? Can we change the financial model of hospitals? If you go back to the history of insurance, when did insurance first get created? It was like in the 1920s, I think a hospital in Chicago was struggling. And what they did was they went to the local employers and local families and they said, look, if we want to keep this hospital alive, would you people pay a certain amount of money per month for everybody, either employee or in your family? And when they said yes, insurance was born. And the concept then was, okay, we'll get money up front. That reduces our risk as a provider. And from there, if there's something that's truly expensive, well, maybe we'll charge you for out-of-pocket things, the Band-Aids, et cetera, hopefully not egregiously. But for everything else, we'll take the risk on our doctor's time and our rent and all that kind of stuff. So it's a win-win for everybody. And that devolved into what we have today. And our, our mission is to say to people, let's go back to that. I'd rather, as an employer, have the premiums that we're paying or employees are paying go to the provider and do it the same way. And we can buy some reinsurance for the crazy stuff. We're talking to the pharmaceutical manufacturers and saying, for your cell and gene therapy, all the expensive specialty drugs, can we work out a plan with you where we'll pay you directly? instead of even bringing the PBMs involved, because the PBMs slash insurance companies are trying to send those patients to the patient assistance program and so that the, they don't have to pay and the manufacturer is the one who ends up paying. So I'm saying to the manufacturers, you're carrying the mortgage on that anyways, right? So, and if you're going to carry the mortgage on it, let's just work our own insurance program where we'll pay you X amount per employee. We'll be the guinea pigs to see how it works. And if you grow it enough 
and hopefully can do the same thing with Medicare and Medicaid, and you get paid up front, you're going to be able to charge a whole lot less for that medication because you've mitigated your risk because the way you're analyzing how much you should charge for those drugs is you look at the potential patient population annually. You look at the percentage of those who can actually afford or have an insurance or have insurance carriers that will actually pay for it. And you have to do the, the, the division and multiply your price. So if it's a thousand and only 300 get paid, you know, you're going to take about three and a third and multiply times your cost at least to figure out a price. That's how you're going to do pricing. And so if we can mitigate your risk, you can charge less, a lot yeah. less. And so not to get long winded about it, but all these pieces connect mm -hmm. and all these connections occur because the PBMs and the insurance companies they own from the biggest ones are doing everything possible to squeeze everybody that is part of this from patient to doctor to provider to anybody and everybody they can. Where are we writing the prescriptions to or how are we giving our patients this information that they can get these drugs besides just giving them the website? So we're in your prescription systems, right? So if you put okay. in Mark Cuban Plus drugs, we'll show up and that'll tell you where to do it. Or you can just have the patient, if it's somebody who's not really capable, you can go with them to costplusdrugs.com, help them create an account and just use your address and however you it can be paid for, right? With the credit card or debit card or HSA. And it's that simple. And if there's any ways we can help you more, we're happy to do it. So Mark, as we do some closing ideas, there's three sets of people we'd like to get your comment from you too. So let's go first with patients, physicians, and then the people you compete with in the market. So what would be your message to patients in regards to why your company is the one they should look to for their prescriptions? If you want to save money and get a great product, go to costplusdrugs.com. There's no good reason to want to spend more. And if you want the personal touch of your local pharmacy, we'll be able to support you through our Team Cuban card. And it's one of our key priorities to grow that network. And I'll add this, those big retail chains are doing everything possible to put independent pharmacies out of business, everything they can. And you may or may not know this, but most independent pharmacies lose money every time they fill a brand prescription. So when they fill Eliquist, as an example, or Xarelto, more often than not, they lose money on that field. So there's a game of hot potato being played with pharmacies in general, not just independents, where they try to send them to Walgreens and Walgreens trying to sell, send them to Costco. Nobody wants to fill it and the patient suffers. And the big manufacturers of those brand meds, they hate it because the the, the platforms they count on for delivery, the, the pharmacies don't want to deal with their product, which is awful. And so we're doing everything possible to put together programs for pharmacies. We've signed up Kroger's, we've signed up thousands of others so that they can actually make money on filling prescriptions. So going back to what you said earlier about the importance of the pharmacist, so that if you're doing a local pickup instead of mail order through cost plus affiliated pharmacy, you can be confident that that pharmacist is making more money from us than they are from just about anybody else. And that's a big plus to the, the service you'll get. So that's part one. Part two, to the physician, all the things we talked about earlier. At the pharmacy level, your job gets a lot, lot harder if there isn't adherence from your patients. And the problems with adherence, more often than not, are based on financials. And so we do two things. One, we show you our price. You can ask for it from costplusdrugs.com. 
we'll send it to you and you can just bring it up on your smartphone and Google Sheets or whatever, and you can tell your patient what it's going to cost, just like you did. And by doing that, we make your life easier. We reduce the cost to the system. We reduce, you know, we in, improve the health of the patient. And what's more important than that? And then finally, I mean, I guess you're in a very competitive space, as you mentioned. Pharmacy benefit managers are a big part of what we have to deal with on the back end, even though we don't have to deal with them face to face. What do you say to them in terms of your where you're going in the future? So pharmacy benefit managers break into two groups, the big three who dominate 80% of the industry and everybody else. We'll work with everybody else. And so our mission is to help those other PBMs go into these major corporations and say, look, these guys are working with cost plus drugs. You should be signed up with them and not with one of the big three PBMs. And so we work very closely and you can go to costplusdrugs.com and see our list under our news to see who we work with. Mark, thank you so much for coming on. This was really cool getting to talk to you, first of all, and then getting to hear about this awesome program. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how convoluted the existing system is. And all we want to do is simplify it. We want to make it so we buy drugs, we sell drugs. When you go to the doctor, you can trust your doctor and you don't have to play the insurance denial pre-approval game. So we want to work outside the existing system. If you guys get into opportunities with your employers to do direct contracting with local employers, do it, please, because that's where you all can have an impact. When you work directly with employers, when you work on cash pay directly with patients, a PBM employee loses their wings. Emercast is supported by Vapotherm, a leader in ventilation innovation. You can find their latest research and advancements at vapotherm.com. So if you made it to the end, we want to thank you for doing so. And don't forget, we are the official podcast of the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians. To learn more about this awesome organization and how you can attend an upcoming C event live and in person, and see your hosts of EM Over Easy, head on over to acoep.org today. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to get the most up-to-date information and get news on all the fun that's going on with our show by visiting us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Until next time, thanks so much. Hi.